Welcome back, everyone, to Pop the Podcast on Private Podcast, presented by Storyboard. I'm your host, JP Gooderham, and you're back with us for episode three of our series. We're going to be taking a little bit of a detour today from our regularly scheduled programming. And, you know, we always talk about how podcasting fits into any organization that's looking to engage employees. But obviously, we have some very interesting and at times challenging circumstances that companies are facing today to do that. So at the time we're recording, which is March 23rd, the world feels like it's changing pretty rapidly. And to help us understand how podcasting can help us really fit into that picture and and think about some ways that we can be creative and keeping in touch with employees, we have a tremendous guest today. She is a podcast producer who helps guide brands and companies. You can find her company at aomclean.com. We have Anna McLean. Anna, how are you doing today? Um, about as good as I can be. <laughs> These are some wild times, but thanks for having me to talk about this. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of screen sharing and, and video conference calls as as we've been talking to clients. And I know we got in touch fairly recently when some of our storyboard clients sent us a great article that you put together where you were outlining why companies who now have these newly remote employees should be thinking about podcasting. So my first question, Anna, is at a high level, when companies are dealing with the fallout of this global health issue, why should they be thinking about podcasting? What kind of brought you to that conclusion? Well, I think um, what brought me originally to that conclusion is that I personally work from home. Um, so I know how important it is to be in communication with um, anyone you're working with, whether it's your employer or clients. Um, and then I think that every HR leader, every leader of a successful company knows that internal communications are a huge priority at all times. And, um, you know, as people are making this very sudden transition to working from home, uh, those communications are more important than ever. So, um, you know, being a podcast professional, I feel that podcasting is is such a great tool for this. And, um, you know, your past guests have have really outlined um, why remote workers and, and workers in general can benefit from from podcasting. And I think that's just even more amplified right now when, with so much uncertainty. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad that you said that because in the past when we've brought guests on to this podcast or we've, we've had our meetings with clients talk about using Storyboard as a platform, we always talk about things like remote workers, uh, field teams, any kind of distributed team, we've always thought podcasting is a, a really good use case for that. And what's interesting now is that you have all these other teams that typically may not have been remote that might be part of your organization, whether that's your your customer support team who is used to being in the office or your marketing team that used to have meetings you know, every Monday to kick things off. So when you think about how in the United States, we now have many of our states are in shelter in place orders any non-essential, you know, kind of uh, work is now being done from home. What kinds of specific types of content would you pinpoint that you would suggest to a company they think about? And you think that would be really productive to do as a podcast, as an audio format? Yeah, I think right now, you know, we feel really, I think everyone feels very much in the midst of these changes. So the most immediate thing that uh, employers can do to help their teams or team leaders can do um, is just to really emphasize um, content that will help ease that transition. And that might be, um, you know, tips for how to work from home specific to your industry or projects. Um, That could be training on tools like we're all getting a crash course in Zoom and Slack, you know, um, 
it could be an introduction to some of those tools. Um, just connecting teams that don't usually connect remotely, um, bringing people up to speed. Um, a couple of things that I've been thinking about in the last week as well are uh, how important it is for employers to communicate changing policies. There are a lot of changing policies right now around um, whether that's insurance or um, certain kinds of benefits for employees that might be um, worried about at, about those changes and as things change very, very quickly. Um, so those are the kind of the immediate types of content I see um, employers needing to engage in. And then in the long term, it's about, you know, the things that internal podcasts really do um, excel at communicating, which are, you know, highlighting employees, teams, interesting projects, um, really boosting the company values and mission. I think one thing that's really interesting that you brought up is this idea. I, I love the idea about talking about how policies might be changing. That's something that really affects people where, yes, you can send it out as an email, but having somebody from HR come on and, and actually talk about that, I think, is a, a really smart idea. The other one that I think about is, you know, we, we you know, in a normal context, we always try to coach our clients about thinking about where the listener is listening and how they're going to engage with your podcast. And so ordinarily, the time that they do that, one of the most common ways is when someone's commuting into work. That's changed. And I'll just mention, you know, Storyboard is based in, in Palo Alto, California. We've been in a shelter in place for over a week. And one of the things that you still can do as long as you maintain social distance is go out and take a walk or go running or whatever the case may be. And you see people doing that because people still want to be able to get out of the house. And I think <clears throat> packaging some of those updates you know, as a five or 10 or 15 minute episode that somebody can listen to on the go, that's a great way to communicate those. And I think the other thing you touched on, which is really exciting is, and we've seen a bunch of our clients do this. And what I can tell you from looking at the data and talking to our clients is it works. Having your executives or management or whoever it is jump on and actually talk about, we call this a virtual town hall where you take questions. You know, you might, you might put out a Google form or something like that and take questions from people and just walk through them. And then I think the the other use case you brought up, which is excellent, is training people and recognizing how uh, many people, you know, they're usually when you recruit remote workers, it's even part of a job description, potentially. It's a certain lifestyle and working style that people sign up for. Now that we're all migrating into this, and it's indefinite, we don't know how long this might end up lasting for our businesses. I think that's a phenomenal idea to take a step back and, and think about that. So Anna, my, my next question is, some of our listeners, they may be looking to start their first private podcast ever. We'll talk in a little bit about how the veterans, the experienced people can work on new kinds of content. But for that person who's doing this for the first time, things are changing so quickly and there, there has to be a lot of noise You know, when, when you're trying to roll out a new initiative. What advice would you give to a podcaster who's trying to maybe promote or get people to go check out that episode for the first time? Would you have any feedback for them? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think just going back to also your other points about the use cases, um, those are all really, really great points. Um, for any podcaster or company that's trying to start a podcast right now, um, my advice to anyone internal or external, um, you know, making podcast podcasts internally or externally is to really think about your niche. Think about the people you want to be listening to the show. Um, you know, I think a lot of people in the podcast industry or new podcasters worry about breaking through the noise. And um, the best thing about podcasting to me is that 
you really can reach people where they live, whether that's, you know, on a run or, you know, it's that asynchronicity that is so important um, right now for people who are transitioning into new schedules. So your audience is going to be looking for um, maybe new forms of communication right now anyway. So uh, a podcast that will offer them some value is is huge. Um, and as far as, you know, thinking about it in an internal setting, um, you know, it's not that podcasts are going to be your entire internal communication strategy. Um, you presumably have a newsletter, a blog, some kind of uh, space that employees are already, um, they already know to look there for updates. Um, and maybe, you know, it's not the most engaging space to look at an, a newsletter, <laughs> an email, um, but they could find out about the podcast uh, through that. And the beauty of podcasts is that you subscribe to them um, and you get updated with them as, as new content comes out. Yeah, that that cross promotional strategy. And I try to stay away from plugging our service too much. But I'll mention one thing here. One thing we we kind of coach our clients to is for each one of your internal podcasts, and for anyone who hasn't used storyboard yet, the difference between it and, and an Apple podcast or a Spotify is that with storyboard, you sign in and then you unlock your organization's content. So that's great for getting the content into the mobile app. So someone, when they're on that walk or when they're on a run or riding their bike or whatever it is and trying to maintain a little bit of normalcy, they can open that up. But the other part of it is that we give you the ability, which any administrator can do from your episode stats page, you can get a deep link, which then you can send out in an email or a newsletter. And, and Anna, we've, we've seen the same thing that that's really important. And, you know, I think that, that the other thing is thinking about how it works with your other channels. So doing an internal podcast doesn't mean you don't send emails anymore, or it doesn't mean you don't do your newsletter anymore. But you can think about where is this as a medium, a place where hearing somebody's voice, being able to listen to it whenever you want to, rather than having to get everyone in the same place, you know, uh, across time zones and locations and everything. I think that asynchronous aspect is a, a phenomenal point. The other side of that coin, so for the listener, I think it's so clear that it is a, a great experience for listeners to be able to just open it up and listen whenever they want to. On the other side, things might actually be a little bit different or more difficult for podcasters. And what I mean by that is many of our clients, we had the, the uh, team from Arbor Pharmaceuticals here last week, and they gave us a walkthrough of how they've set up this awesome home studio or this office studio to record their show. Now, you know, so many of these teams are, are spread out. What advice would you give to a podcaster about remote recording? Are there any tools and things that you would recommend when people are in different places and they still want to do interviews and calls? What are some tips and tricks you would give to folks? Yes, definitely. This is a great point. Um, and I think it's why we see podcasting is not being disrupted at the same level that a lot of other industries are being um, kind of shaken up right now. And that's because there are so many remote tools now. Um, even in the last few years, remote tools have gotten easier and easier to use. I mean, shout out to Squadcast, which we're using right now. <laughs> you know, there are great tools for that. And, you know, going back to um, just the basic setup even, um, you know, and, and when you're looking at maybe a podcaster who is newer to this kind of world um, and maybe is used to working with an engineer or um, a producer. You know, I'm working with clients now who are recording themselves for the first time. And there is sometimes um, 
in the podcasting world, there is a lot of emphasis placed on sound quality. And while that is very important, there are easy to use tools like USB microphones, um, you know, pop filters are very easy to set up. You can get a decent um, level of sound quality recording yourself. And what I tell all my clients, whether you're, you know, recording in a studio or you're recording yourself at home for the first time, um, what's most important is that you're comfortable. Um, so I think anyone looking to kind of transition into that remote um, or home kind of semblance of a studio really needs to think about what is going to be the most comfortable for them recording themselves or, you know, and then some of the other tools that that can be used, you know, you can use, we're all familiar with Zoom now, <laughs> especially as everyone's workforce is going remote. Uh, you can use a tool like Zoom to record remote interviews and and you're, you know, you can talk face to face with people. Um, no, I think I think that's really good. And, and I, just to split these into a couple of buckets, I, I would almost describe and, and Anna, tell me if you agree with this. I think there are, are ones that I would think about as being starters. And then there are ones that are more advanced. And you mm-hmm. mentioned a bunch of them. I think on the starter end of the spectrum, you know, the important thing is having a way when you're in different locations, like let, let's boil this down to its simplest format. I want to be able to talk to somebody. Uh, Anna and I are in different locations right now, you know, it, it, geographically, you know, and so for us, we're using a tool that gives us the ability to talk to each other, to see each other, to kind of see when the next person is going to be speaking. And to be honest with you, tools like Zoom, which is probably the one that most people are using right now in their corporate environment, uh, but even something like Skype or other video formats, more times than not, they're going to give you a way to record that call. And so even with basically people always ask us when we're bringing on a new client, what software do I need to buy? And the honest answer is that podcasting is actually now there, there aren't, you know, there's not a lot of knowledge. It's not like Adobe or something where people kind of know everything about it yet, but, but actually a lot of these tools have a way to record where you're going to get something that's a high enough quality that you can put it on storyboard or wherever you're hosting your private podcast and it's going to work. So I'd kind of put things like Skype and zoom in that bucket because they're going to do the job. But then if you take a step up, the service we're using right now is called Squadcast. And and the difference is it's made for podcasters. And so it does some more nuanced and advanced things like it records both of us locally, meaning that when we're done with this call, I'm going to get my audio from my computer Anna's going to get her audio from her computer. It's going to put them all together in a folder and we're going to get a higher level of audio quality for, I think, like 12 or 15 bucks a month. So again, you don't necessarily need to go out and buy anything. It, it really just depends on what your needs are. Then I think the other part of that is that, you know, the, the biggest thing, and I love the idea of thinking about where you're comfortable, you can even do a little bit of testing. Uh, you'll see a lot of podcasters who have been writing articles this week of how to record remotely. You know, if you have a bunch of hardwood floors at your house or your apartment or whatever, that can be challenging from an audio quality standpoint. But you can do something really simple, like set up a microphone on a little table in a closet or something like that. And it, it goes a long way. So I, I love that advice. But Anna, the other thing I wanted to touch on here, uh, you know, a lot of the time when we talk about private podcasting, sometimes people might only think about this for these big enterprise level companies with thousands of employees. One thing that I love about your background is that you mentioned you work with small and medium sized businesses too. How would you suggest that those types of companies, you know, w- what would be the reason for them? They might not have a, a bunch of different podcasts or a bunch of different teams. Do you think it's valuable for them to do podcasting? And if so, how should they be doing it? Um, yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that 
any size of organization. I mean, maybe if you're one person, <laughs> you don't need to be making a podcast, but um, any size of organization can benefit from podcasting in general. Um, a lot of the clients I work with are uh, making podcasts that are very niche and industry specific, um, but are available to the public. But even those clients, especially right now, could benefit from employee-focused podcasts. Um, I know with my clients personally, their biggest goal right now and their their biggest concern right now is to make sure that their employees are feeling reassured that they're still, um, you know, part of this company culture. Company, I think an internal podcast can be really huge for that right now. Um, and whether you know they're engaging with it in the way that, you know, through the examples that we already talked about, like updating people on policies, updating people on, you know, new training, <laughs> new trainings or anything like that. Um, you know, and another point, especially specific to my background, is I work with a lot of purpose-driven companies, um, and one of the best ways to convey that um, those values to their employees or to the public is through a, an authentic um, story. And, and podcasts are such a great way to tell stories. Um, so I think putting that, um, you know, whether it's your company's leader or team leader or someone with a lot of expertise in your company talking um, to employees or to the public about uh, what you all are doing or how you're even responding to this current crisis that we're in, um, you know, that really puts a a level of familiarity between the listener and the host um, that I think is really important. Um, and then small businesses specifically, I think it's a great time to highlight their own employees and the projects that they're working on. Uh, I think that's huge for keeping people engaged, especially people who are not used to working remotely. I love that. And I think that that's such a good observation too. What we've seen in talking to clients is that for the most part, it, for some teams, things have sped up a lot. If you're an internal comms person listening right now, which is a big audience for for storyboard and private podcasts, you've had a busy couple of weeks. But on, on the flip side, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Maybe you're part of a really big company right now, but we work with a lot of teams within a company where instead of the whole 30,000 person organization, you might be a sales leader. And all of a sudden, we've heard this story many, many times over the last couple of weeks your team is used to going out and talking to clients and, and you know, going on on lunches and trying to do pitches every single day, five days a week. And all of a sudden, now you don't really have the ability to do, to do that. And I think the, the really smart instinct that a lot of companies have had is what are the interesting and innovative ways we can use this time to uplevel our team and uplevel our organization? And I think there's a couple examples of that that I, I'd highlight to just jump and kind of piggyback off of what Anna just said. One of them is is training and talent development, and that can be about products. So many of our, our clients will use storyboard groups, and they can do a four or five part series where they're going to make people more intelligent and more prepared to talk about a certain product. But that also can be about skill sets. And we work with a lot of customers and a lot of our clients to do things like, this is a great time to take a leadership training, you know, and do something that when when I come back and I'm really focused on my career... I'm going to be not just a better employee, but in a better position from a career standpoint. And I think the other example that Anna used that I, I want to make sure that we call out is, you know, what are the things that we can do to highlight people in the organization? 
Uh, you know, I think that's that's one of the most successful ways that people can use private podcasts across the entire year, no matter what the situation is. But many of our podcasters will tell us, you know, hey, JP or whoever they're talking to, we have a little more time to do this when we usually do that. And that's a great example of where you can use Anna's advice about, you know, remote recording. And you can use something like Zoom and sit down and say, you know, this is Lisa. She's had this incredible, you know, uh, career at the company. And here's what made her successful and profile people to just get a better understanding. So, you know, I think the other question I have for you, Anna, I, I think the feedback you just had about how small businesses can use it just rings really true. Let's talk a little bit more about how, because you, you've you worked with all kinds of different podcasters. So do you think the key thing, especially when you're focused on culture or you're doing interviews with the team or trying to give updates, is it really just about being genuine? Or are there any other tips that you would give to make sure that that podcast is is helpful and, and makes impact for the people who listen to it? Yeah, definitely. I think being genuine is is a huge part of it. But at the core of podcasting in general, you need to bring value to your listeners. Um, whether that's, you know, whether you're interviewing people, bringing on experts, whether you're talking to employees, um, you know, think about your listener, think about the audience um, before you're thinking about what you know, it's, it, it is really a win-win for l- listeners and podcasters um, to start a podcast. But I think if you're thinking about it in terms of what am I, what am I going to get out of this versus what are my listeners going to get out of this? What are my employees going to get out of this? Um, that can really impede your adoption rate of your show. Um, so I think being genuine, providing value, um, And really thinking about the content (laughs) beyond just the value to the listener. My number one tip to podcasters is really to embrace your niche. Um, There is so much power and specificity uh, in this world, especially when you're not dealing with the normal gatekeepers or you are, you know, creating this show yourself. Um, There's so much creativity and so much um, innovation to be found. Um, I think that there is a lot of focus on imitating podcasters or radio shows or content that's already out there. Um, But I think even businesses shouldn't be afraid to do something new or try something new or embrace their own voice. Um, It's huge for that. You know, Uh, your organization does have a voice and whoever's hosting your podcast inherently is part of that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think if you you pair that with what you suggested earlier, which is have a vision, think about what you're delivering. And it doesn't have to be this person's going to learn this today, but it does have to be someone's going to walk away with something valuable. And I think if you can always summarize your ideas down to that, and you know, another thing we do a storyboard is because you have the ability to launch multiple groups where within an organization, you might have one, two, five, ten, 10, however many podcasters are part of your organization can run their own shows. You know, I think if people are approaching you right now and saying, look, I've never done this before, but I want to, I would recommend not being afraid of that. I, I think this is a great time for someone who's new to podcasting to, to do it. I think the thing that I would personally look for if someone is launching a podcast, my organization is, you know, what is that, that value proposition to just use the phrase, you know, what are they saying that, that they can offer from doing it? And maybe the answer to that is, you know, my team needs a new way to stay in touch. We used to have a meeting every single week where everyone jumped in this conference call. It's really uh, challenging to do now. We're all split up and it's like, okay, this makes a ton of sense. 
And so if you're an administrator or you're the internal comms expert director or whatever the scenario might be, and you're running your organization, this is a great way for you to cultivate talent and find other people who can support that effort. Because the biggest thing that we see with Storyboard is that when you go from beyond that first show and you actually have maybe many different voices in your organization who are all contributing, it's really exciting. And we see then the data that it leads to much higher engagement because there really is something there for a much broader part of your organization and people are really finding value in it. So Anna, I want to say a big thank you for coming on the show. But importantly, um, she's I, re- I told you before, she writes great stuff, but you also can find her and she does production work and can work side by side with clients. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how people can find you and follow what you're up to? Um, yeah, just my website is a great place to find me. That's, you already said, aomclean.com. Um, and LinkedIn, you know, I'm always on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm really interested to see how this whole internal podcasting sphere develops. Um, and I really love what you all do- are doing in that realm. And, um, you know, we're in interesting times. And I think it'll be very, very interesting to see how it all continues. Yeah, you know, and, and we're at an, like you said, it's an interesting time. And, and what I find very encouraging is when we talk to clients, none of them are really saying we want to find some way to communicate for the next month. First of all, we have we have no idea how long people are going to be out of office. But I think what's exciting is that, you know, as challenging as the situation is, there are a lot of very creative people who are really creative when they're facing tough challenges. And so for these internal comm directors, heads of e-learning, whatever the case may be, you know, they're really, at least in our conversations on the storyboard side, they're thinking long-term about how they can use these tools over time. And so, you know, I, I find that really encouraging that people have that much initiative and they're willing to try something new, even when the, the situation is tough. So just a couple of quick comments before we close off. If you're enjoying the podcast on private podcasts, uh, remember this is a series. We're doing this to try to give you all the tools you need to launch a great private podcast, talking to uh, the best thought leaders like Anna and the other people we've had in the show who just have great perspective on how to make a great one. And so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, if you're looking to start your first private podcast, make sure to check out Storyboard at trystoryboard.com. You can launch for free with no credit card or strings attached for up to 100 listeners. If you have a larger organization, you can join our pro tier and get in touch with us and we'll give you a demo. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll see you next time. I think an internal podcast can be really huge for that right now. Um, and whether, you know, they're engaging with it in the way that, you know, through the examples that we already talked about, like updating people on policies, updating people on, you know, new training, you know, <laughs> new trainings or anything like that. Um, you know, and another point, especially specific to my background is I work with a lot of purpose-driven companies um, and one of the best ways to convey that 
um, those values to their employees or to the public is through a, an authentic um, story. And, and podcasts are such a great way to tell stories. Um, so I think putting that, um, you know, whether it's your company's leader or team leader or someone with a lot of expertise in your company talking um, to employees or to the public about uh, what you all are doing or how you're even responding to this current crisis that we're in, um, you know, that really puts a a level of familiarity between the listener and the host um, that I think is really important. Um, and then small businesses specifically, I think it's a great time to highlight their own employees 